0: You're listening to Spinning Around with Hiley Minogue on Area 3000. And we're back. Jesus Christ almighty, that mix was insane. It felt like we covered just about every genre in there. Such a glorious representation of all things Rita Bass. And I gotta say, this bit right here, let me play this shit back again. Fucking hell. Damn, this part goes hard. Rita. thank you very, very much for taking care of the last hour on the show. It was an absolute pleasure. Hope you're all settling in to this beautiful Monday night. Nice and tight. It is around 7 or just past 7 p.m. AEDT. And remember, folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, doing. Doing. Thanks for tuning in for more conversations and mixes with Dance Music's latest and greatest My next guest tonight, I can already tell, is going to be one of my favorites on the show. And I haven't even started talking to him yet. Hailing from a small town called Narang in the Gold Coast... Today, I meet Chris, who's a DJ, producer, and label boss of one of the country's best underground imprints, Narang Records. After starting the label to host music by him and his friends in 2016, what was once a small and innocent project quickly snowballed into an adored institution that's championed well-known artists such as Interplanetary Criminal, Tech Support, Subjoy, Cassettes for Kids, DJ Swagger, Main Phase, Nasty King, Curl, Sewella, and more on over 60 releases in his own production, He quickly came to the attention of lo-fi house lovers with his track, West Coast, featuring DJ Safeword. Now, he has a variety of Electro, New Wave, Acid House and more production on labels, Yellow Island, Zone Focus, Clip Art and Sound Transitions. With tracks being premiered by tastemakers like Novage, EELF, Layu Orange, Bolting Bits, Ransom Note and UK Funky. Tonight, I not only get a chance to speak with him, but I get to share with you his tastes and curations, as have been previously demanded by the likes of Whore, Beatport, Craigie Nose, Loz Goddard, Sloth Boogie, and more. There's a lot more to talk about, folks. So let's get into it, shall we? My guest is none other than DJ Whippersnipper. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show. How are you going? Hey, man, I'm
1: good. Thanks for having
0: me, hey. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for making the time. You seem like a fucking busy dude. Do you have any time for yourself?
1: Mm, doesn't really feel like it mentally, hey? like <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have spare time, but um, yeah, no, the brain doesn't, that's for sure. Uh, is it just always running? Are you one of those kinds of people? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely feels like too many coffees without the coffee, basically. Do you have a way to switch it off? Yeah, man, I, the only way I can really switch it off these days is to like go and jump in the sauna for like half an hour and sort of just cook myself to a reset, basically. <laughs> 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 to be dead honest with you, yeah, it's um, and and and, and surfing in a way, yeah, you know, just uh, anything that um lets me sort of be with something that's bigger than my the speed of my brain, I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah, I suppose when you have to keep up with a series of waves, then you're going to have to
1: be really present in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Do you uh, still build and maintain golf courses? I, w- I was meaning to ask that.
1: So, I haven't done that actually since before I started Narang. Um, really? Yeah. I, I, I'm a, like uh, working on basically 500 acres like out the back of the Gold Coast. It's um like really nice and serene out there um Mm. but you know it's it's quite quite busy work i'm like just taking care of uh quite a large amount of that 500 acres but i basically do my 30 hour week in two days just because otherwise i don't have time for music and the label and yeah you know just if i if i don't smash the 30 hours out quick it's um yeah there is definitely no spare time for me (laughs) so you gotta
0: you gotta do a 15 hour day
1: to take
0: care of that 500 yeah
1: wow yeah well i i I usually do like two and a half days just so it's it's not you know 15 hour days i'll try and do like 10 to 12 hour days and then yeah just go in for the morning on the wednesday and then you know give myself a four day weekend every week which it's not really a weekend, but you know, it's uh, it is what it is, and I love what I do. So yeah, I guess life's a weekend at the moment. Are you enjoying that though? I mean, because you seem like
0: you've been balls to the walls for ages. Yeah, so, I like...
1: love I love it, man. It's um yeah, you know, I had uh, the last um, two years till I got back to Australia in Berlin, and that was I was busy over there, but it just felt like a holiday compared to. Um, you know back here like type thing um yeah. they, I'd, other than music i i yeah didn't work from when i started Narang recordings i just quit my job i quit everything and just put put out all my time and effort on first of all was dj Whippersnipper. i just yeah quit and just started making music and then i was like oh i'll make a little label to release my mates and you know just just people that i i really really respected that um you know, weren't getting breached on. Um, and yet, snowballed very quickly and the need for work sort of became a thing of the distant past, really. Yeah. Um, You know, I just had... Didn't have enough time on my hands. Uh, and really, like... You don't need that much money to survive in Australia. Well, in Narang, anyways, like <laughs> rent, rent's cheap, food's cheap. Damn, it you know? sounds beautiful. No, nah, it's not really. <laughs> what's, the, what's, the, what's
0: the downside of Narang? Tell me a little bit more about it.
1: Well, Narang, uh, imagine, so imagine like Craigieburn without any trains or, <laughs> you know, like the that one train line. So, it is cr- pretty comparable to Craigieburn in that way. But Yeah yeah that's the only way i could really compare it that would be the downfall it's um (laughs) (laughs) it's it's there's one train line that runs through the gold coast narang is one of the stops but um yeah man to get a bus to the beach it tastes like tastes Takes like an hour, an and hour, it's like full. Yeah, and it's like fifty because they do. They'll go like down every little main street to get there, and there's <laughs> there's like seventeen entries and exits from Narang. <laughs> so it takes them half an hour to get out of here, man. <laughs> it's just full on. Jeez,
0: well, how how close are you to the actual like uh, the city centre of the Gold well, Coast? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, the 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 city centre is, is such as sort of always been surface and you know along the, along the beachfront yeah um, but it's now expanding from surface down all the way to cool and gather is almost in my eyes right better better than surface surface is a cucker den these days man <laughs> like you feel like you're gonna get robbed just for, like getting out of your car in there so like Jesus palm beach has better bars and um stuff like that in my opinion whereas when i was growing up and it was you know the complete opposite you went to palm beach if you wanted your head kicked in now you go there and have cocktails Well, is that is that where the um, the deck on Lavelle is? Um, nah, where you're the, doing the, your- the the de- <laughs> good comparison, but they are uh, so so Narang is like Palm Beach of the suburbs. So we're like fifteen kilometres uh, to twenty kilometres in in inland from like the closest beach. Yeah, right. so like if you were just to hook a straight line, not on the bus, obviously. Um, <laughs> And yeah, you'd reach you know like tw- twenty minutes, half an hour sort of thing. Yeah, um, you're not one for driving. No, nah, no, I just I, uh, I when I moved back from uh, Germany, I just uh, was a bit of a silly boy in the uh, the the daily drinker of the German life that was very easy <laughs> over there, where you can just get the U-bahn or a tram. The distance of going, you know, from the city centre to way past craigie burn mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um yeah just coming back i i just would would finish surfing for example and just want to have a little beer afterwards and yeah, i got caught i got caught drink driving obviously as i should have because that was you know that was silly of me to be doing but yeah i got uh, i i literally had my license for like two months and then i got it back last week and almost lost it already because the- i did I was, I was pulling out of the place that put my breathalyzer in no. and I didn't know how to do a U-turn at these lights and I got done for an illegal U-turn no. and, I, and now I'm on one point for a year. I had my license for three days. <laughs> Yes, this is me, whippersnipper. This is the man that has <laughs>
0: successfully taken
1: a small time
0: a record label into an internationally recognized one.
1: Yeah, all you need to do is not drive. You got all the time <laughs> in the world then. <laughs> do you uh would you say that you miss
0: Berlin? Um, because you seem like you have a really close attachment to Nerang.
1: Yeah. But You know, I grew, grew up in Narang. Um like my family's here, my friends here, my dead family's buried here, like you know um it's there's there's a lot of attachments but also man when i left berlin like and still now there's so much attachment there that i didn't think um would be created in you know only two years or so of living there um you know like it was that was really hard um Uh, coming back here and just um yeah missing all those very close friendships that are made over there because there's really true and honest people it's um Mm. yeah it took me a while to adjust i thought um everyone was just taking the piss with how nice they were but uh yeah (laughs) really yeah no europeans are are, um very very nice people i'll put it that way
0: (laughs) you reckon nicer than aussies cuz i mean aussies are dickheads yeah that's true look yeah.
1: at me <laughs> listen listen cuz you can't look but listen to me i'm sure you've all heard about me aussies are dickheads that's all i'll so, say just looking in the mirror and um you know travelling like europe and eastern europe and stuff that uh, they expected me to be the class clown because everybody thinks that way about Aussies. That's true. Apparently so, yeah. Yeah. We're bigger pissheads and uh, like, you know, extremists on fun things than yeah. any other country in the world, man. Every Yeah. So, it was sort of- <laughs> <laughs> The first year was like- trying to live up to that expectation how was that well (laughs) the second year was (laughs) it took a toll so the second year was just um trying to recuperate from that (laughs) and i I really didn't until i (laughs) uh, got back to australia and got in that sauna (laughs) (laughs) that
0: empty streets empty lives uh release that you did with norris and albin yeah i remember it, it said that you had made it while you were living berlin and it was um, just at the tail end of your stay in berlin yeah yep. you seem like a very fun dude but a lot of the productions that i'm li- listening to uh as i went through the recordings and even this mix that you've made here for us which by the way is a fucking heartbreaker thanks man a lot of the stuff you make is actually quite
1: melancholic and sad to be honest i'd never really go to the drawing board with um ideas and that as such it's more just emotion and feeling in the mind and you know, if you can call it that, whatever. But, you know, I just sort of approach, um, yeah, every new song with, yeah, just a totally open, open and clear mind. Yeah. Uh, just, just, I've just seen so much repetitive music get made and, you know, I just didn't want to slip into the trap of trying to be someone else in the music world where you, you may as well just put a mirror up to someone else and, you know, what's the point? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, it's like it- wasn't wasn't ever trying to be sad and melancholic, but I think um, I'm a sad guy, I guess. <laughs> really? You, would you say <laughs> nah, you got a lot of- Nah.
0: You, you told me that you were really into Jeff Buckley when you were younger, uh, Roland S. Howard when you were in your teen years. Yeah, yeah. And then you told me also um, DJ Metatron yeah, uh, yeah. from the Giggling Crew yeah. was your inspiration. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, when I was um, yeah, just going through some- hard times when i was actually living in melbourne myself uh, back like 2013 14 those years yeah um yeah i just really found a lot of solace in um dj metatron's uh album uh, i think it was uh, I, I just remember it had um rave child on it, one of his one of his tracks and- I never, yeah, tried to, like I said, never tried to mirror anyone. But uh, that's that was definitely the first producer that made me go, "Wow, I need to really start making music because um, I just, I just felt like I could really give emotion behind, you know, the life." I was living blah, 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 like, you know, the life that I thought I was going to be living ahead. And yeah, I just really wanted to, I guess, express that in a musical form. And I didn't really care how it happened, as you can see, like, um, I genre hop every day. (laughs) But it worked out for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, in some ways, yeah. Tell tell me a little
0: bit about the Melbourne life, though, because it it sounded like it was so bad to have sort of convinced you to make music like this. I remember I read an interview where you uh, watched a lot of selectors like Moopy at the time and then you also had like a Roy Davis Jr. record to listen to when you got back home from a night out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was actually friends of mine's like um, because at the time I was actually homeless. Um, Oh. Like, yeah, I lived in my car for like, oh, and, you know, friend's friends' couches and stuff. But, you know, my belongings were in my car from- like the start of 2014 to the middle of 2014 and that was i guess the times i'm talking about where it was getting a bit dark there and a bit twisted and yeah music was definitely the light in the end of the tunnel which it always has been Mm. but um in those times i was definitely around clubs a lot more than i you know was up on the gold coast because like i said it's um not the best place, really, for nightlife up here when, you know, when you don't want to listen to Top 40 bullshit.
0: <laughs> I've heard the Gold Coast is like that, yeah. But yeah. Brisbane seems to be
1: Bris- all right. Br- Brisbane feels like it's always been on its way and it's always about to break through to something. But it's like the government just want to hold us back that little bit and just not let us, you know, have, like, open airs and, like... um. Like, warehouse parties, for example, are so hard to have up here when wow. the whole place is an industrial, like, you know, the suburbs are all industrial. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you, There's a billion warehouses in Narang, for example, but you know, it would be easier for it to be um, like a, a a gym or something like that. Like, they just don't think of... Um, there's, yeah, it's just very, very closed-minded in the government's perception it's not the the artists or the musicians up here that they don't have the drive because by if anything they have more drive than anyone in australia because mm. they have to live by these restrictions you know like yeah like jad and and like the x club boys yeah. and like there's a fair few guys up here i really really respect you know like beats of no nation crew um like the, the center source guys, like Kristen Strainer. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's just, just a lot of solid crop up here that really, really work and, you know, they don't let that government stuff deter them, whereas on the Gold Coast, it's, yeah, like, I've had parties shut down within, like, the first hour and it's just like, what, what, what? What, what? the hell? It's you not know, communist Russia. What the hell? Yeah, I know. It's Damn. communist
0: fucking Narang. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. Let me ask you a little bit about, uh, Narang because we're not going to get past an interview without talking more about Narang recordings. Everything started out in 2016 and like you said in several other interviews the original intention was just so that you could put your friend's music and your music onto a label where you feel like it they deserved a particular platform.
1: Yeah yeah and it wasn't I didn't think they deserved like um, you know to be Golden Globe Emmy winners or anything yeah. I just <laughs> thought they deserved to be able to be listened to by people and that was the original intent was just um yeah i guess boost boosts like all my musical inspirations around me like people that like if you look back um my friend um om3 um he is a great great producer and back in 2015 2014 like he's been producing a long time but um you know he was making just great stuff just on some little uh, drum machines and synths like just like without a door and like it just really really impressed me after sitting in melbourne and watching the billion djs fight over each other and then watching some live music get made um yeah it sort of just took my breath away a little bit you'll see from the cover was and the artwork and stuff it was really really it just meant to be a funny little thing like so then after all all that time
0: and you put out release after release after release and i've also noticed that you know it was gaining a lot of attention slowly as everything went along which release did you feel like oh okay this has become something a little bit bigger than what
1: i originally thought it would be i think after about 50 or so digital releases when i finally was getting told by like people like grey people and um the future dz guys and a couple of friends in america that you know what why is nerang not vinyl and when that got said, it was like um i guess yeah i guess that's when i sort of realized hey this could be something bigger obviously than what i thought like i never like i said like it was from small humble beginnings with no huge intentions and um yeah to be getting told that the next release should be vinyl um yeah so it would have been the family affair compilations that have like fifty to sixty tracks. There's three of them. Th- those compilations are fucking ridiculous. You got like eighty plus on the third one. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. See, I didn't even remember that. I thought the most was sixty, but yeah, <laughs> beat that. <laughs> beat that record. Labels a eighty track compilation of fire. Damn son, where'd you find this? How, how much you put it up for it the first time when you did it? Free. How, holy shit. <laughs> Free. Wow. Everything on every. Everything on Narang Digital is free, and it always has been, apart from um, the vinyl digitals, just because, yeah, that's a different story. Right. Sorry, but, yeah, that's, um, (laughs) you know, gone through uh, much more of a process and a refinery than, um, yeah, the digital stuff did. Um, And, yeah, it's just I I decided that everything should be free. Um, uh, Yeah, and every artist really liked that, and anyone that didn't, I sort of, yeah, wasn't really keen to work with. Yeah, that's fair. Like at that time, you know, because um, I didn't really think that, you know, this um, little humble project of mine um, should be like this – well you know market sale thing types uh you know how ha- i do did, i didn't feel right putting a price on things that i thought were priceless you know and yeah. and that's where people can come in and name their own price or whatever and um you know those family affairs um you know people pe- that's probably the only digitals where people chuck a couple of dollars here and there just because you know it's 50 tracks minimum for the (laughs) (laughs) for those um but yeah even still um that that gets downloaded so many times a day and it's very very rarely paid for because yeah just it's all name your own price
0: what did it feel
1: like after you started actually making money from the vinyls. It must have felt weird, right? Well, never. I don't make money off the vinyls. Um, never never have. I actually <laughs> lost a lot of money off the first uh, two vinyl presses because I did that all without any distribution. Oh. Um, I won't name any labels or <laughs> names or anything, but, you know, people wanted to- just chuck me into their monopolies and just didn't have bar of it and it ended up working out in the long run because now I work with uh, a great uh, distributor and they um, do all the publishing as well. So, they took over all the cost prices and, yeah. Basically, the money doesn't even pay for this. They don't sell quick enough uh, from the beginning to like catch up basically so it's just like sort of rolls into itself so i don't um ever owe the company really any money it's like the you know the records just get in shops Mm -hmm. and that's that's what matters because at the end of the day it's been name your price in my mind you know what i mean yeah yeah. um, yeah it's never was a monetary thing because i was never got into it for that um you know like yeah like every play every show i play in australia i don't even ask for money i just say if it's you know a, a flight away pay for my flight and bed and um you know i'll i'll even sleep on a couch but i'll play for free because wow. yeah it's um i just get so much joy out of it like i played seven hours straight at that deck on lavelle on the weekend and, seven yeah. hours straight holy yeah. shit did you even piss how the hell do you do that oh i pissed yeah <laughs> I pissed. It, you chuck on, chuck on a little seven minute banger and go for a run around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, but yeah, I, d- I don't think I drank drank very much water, so I, d- I oh, think Christ. I was quite quite parched. So <laughs> yeah. definitely felt the seven hours on on the on the Sunday. That was for sure. Yeah. I had to get in the sauna ASAP that day. After all these different releases that you had, and then it, it, all
0: of this was sort of mainly centered on the Narang Favor of electronic music, but uh, something came out recently uh, in July 2020, yeah, yeah. and I know that you're very excited about this. Yeah, uh, It's a surf punk slash thrash band called Friction Control, which you write all the drums and vocals and perform the vocals for as well.
1: I actually only did the vocals, basically. Me and um, my bandmate, Ben Benaya, um, he's a singer of Strange Motel, his own solo project, which is amazing. Plug that, plug that. <laughs> um, yeah, me and him just, yeah, sat there and he, he sort of programmed most of the drums because he's, you know, been in punk and rock bands and stuff. And uh, my, me, myself, I hadn't done anything he just came over with some raw uh tracks of his own one day um when i got back from berlin and i was just super drunk and got real obnoxious and started screaming over his music and um that's how it began, and then he moved in, and <laughs> a year, a year later, five or six demos later, whatever, um, we broke up. Band's over. <laughs> Shit! Wow. But we, um, we still, just because uh, you know, we wanted to uh, focus on our solo projects, and oh. we started to do some shows and this, and it just, it, it wasn't that fun, little project anymore oh, okay. um you know it started to we had to actually be more than a two-man band because it was it's just me and him oh. um so we got some friends to join just to do those shows and stuff and then yeah we just decided that if we do r- return to making it or just be as as the two of us and if people want us to play shows. It'll be like the first show we played where we um just put the drums on a backing track and he <laughs> guitar and I just and I just screamed into his face. So um if friction control do get back together show wise, it'll be, you know, this two man like Slipford mods thrash band yeah. type thing. Um but we do plan to slowly Put together a little um, album um, and actually recorded it in, in a proper studio rather than just like in my bedroom with just the door closed and me screaming. Um <laughs> because yeah the neighbors really got over that real quick. Have you have you gotten a lot of noise complaints? Nah, junkies live next door. Oh Christ. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, you
0: win some you lose some,
1: right? Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly, exactly <laughs> like it's like having a construction site next door except for it's just people talking about their fucking glass wizards. <laughs> 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 but but i just uh drown that out with uh music and yeah if it's not music it's fucking netflix or who knows yeah. but i definitely gotta have sound on all the time yeah right now right now those windows are slammed shut or you'd be hearing all sorts of talk Jeez. thin God walls damn. and small backyards
0: <laughs> um i gotta ask though then it doesn't sound like friction control is all that fun for you as it used to be, right? It's
1: it's def- definitely still fun. It's just we- um, It got to a point where that that little fun drive for us was just sort of gone. So, yeah. we just wanted to give it a break and, you know, come back to it at some point. Like, we, it was more about just not doing shows and stuff, you know, because, um, mm. yeah, we just really- both wanted to focus on our own solo projects and yeah yeah like um i'm glad that we did do that because like i made that new ep with norris that sports got one yeah
0: it's so fucking good Th- thank you so much for making that and sending it over by the way it oh, is oh man that's all so good, good. time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, me and Norris have a new project coming up too, which also uh, brings the world of my vocals back in, but um, yes. it won't be a uh, punk, punk, well, it'll be some punk form, I guess, but uh, an electronic way, like, um, yeah, uh, I'm pr- pretty, pretty excited for this, um, Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it, uh, but all I know is that. He hasn't slept for two days. He's been making beats for me to sing over. That's yeah. It's it's. I I've I have not seen as much excitement as his eyes and <laughs> yeah, um since um we did that empty streets empty life when he was staying uh, with me in Berlin when co- uh, COVID hit yeah because that's when we actually uh, made that EP um, right we did like one of the last shows in Berlin um I had Felipe Gordon and uh. Ver- Verner and um, the Yellow Island Boys, like Norris and uh, Alban. Yeah. and yeah, because we only had a room that was a hundred people, like all the other clubs shut, and for the that was easily. Easily the biggest party Narang had in Berlin that was like lines and lines and lines around the corner long like like Really? Look like look like the Bergine line because it was the only thing open. Holy shit. It's more of I am focusing, yeah, on the whippersnipper stuff. Um as you'll know you've got uh some some little private tracks I've been sending you there of my own. They but also are beautiful. Thank you. I'm also just focusing on mine and Norris's collaboration because that's become uh, th- a thing that's yeah just turning more and more into one one uh, well, artist you know, not n- not one artist but you know one sort of uh project say, p- yeah. one project yeah we 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 say multiple times to each other that we much prefer to make songs together than um just solo songs just because we feed off each other's energy it's really good i have to
0: say you both have a very very strong chemistry from what i've heard at the very least from what you've released this project like the little snippets that you've shown me i've never heard anything like this before it's it's actually awesome really really uh punk vocals over what i can only describe as like uh, soul-crushing breaks. I really enjoy that. Yeah. Interestingly, yeah. I found a project of yours that you started in 2017 called Breast Milk. Yeah. This yeah. felt
1: kind of like the precursor to what you're doing now. Well, that so Breast Milk was... Um, <laughs> fucking Breast Milk. Um, so Breast Milk was first called Toilet Seat. Like, you could see how much I cared about that project. Toilet Seat, Breast Milk, fucking hell. Um, so that was basically my little attempt at a one-man band um oh. like i didn't do the guitaring that in uh there that's that was just a mate who plays guitar this old boy who just came over and laid down a couple of um channels in like in those tracks but um yeah it's definitely you could definitely say it's the uh the, the first born of the next project to come that's for sure yeah. but um yeah with this next project it's it's gonna be a lot more of Norris, just on the solid pro- uh, production. I'd almost just call him the straight producer on this, and it's just me singing. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. Like I was saying, he's already got three tracks ready for me today, and I woke up and had a bloody anxiety <laughs> attack because I didn't know which one to sing over, <laughs> and I'm just, I am just sung over them all, and now he's, like, almost got three finished songs. Oh, Shit. So, this, is, this is working out
0: quite well for both of you. I
1: feel yeah, like. well, that's when we, like, with the Sports Goth EP, we crunched that out in a few weeks. Um, and that wasn't even working on it all the time, like, cause, <laughs> cause being you know, him in Brazil, me and Narang, um, we we just a lot of communication is uh just like facebook messenger we don't even call each other like we'll call each other once every few weeks so, like i was on the way home after um uh having a drink last night um and i gave him a little facetime call just because i was super drunk (laughs) and was talking about this um new project idea and yeah that's that, that, that that it's great to have little moments like that because um you know we we know we're very close brothers and like we you know we don't need to be next to each other to be able to create this stuff it's it's really um it's brought uh definitely some uh, different love to music I haven't felt before, that's for sure, like a new invigoration, like uh, I feel yo- I feel younger. Just
0: on that, <laughs> though, <laughs> you t- told me that after you left Berlin and you came back to Narang, you- kind of got sick of electro and DJing and all that yeah um, yeah of course this Norris project like you feel invigorated by it now but what about the whippersnipper stuff do you feel still
1: yeah I'm still motivated like, I'm still motivated with whippersnipper for sure like um but I guess I I wouldn't call it a side project but there's that many things in front of me that are more important than myself oh okay. like i to be a bit selfless sounding like you know like the label always comes first every day uh-huh. so it's it's like we were talking about earlier like the time in the day man like if i get time to make some whippersnapper then it's amazing but i also don't let it hurt my feelings anymore when i uh, don't finish like three tracks a week or you mm. know 10 tracks a week or something like i used to when i was first producing because that's um that that newfound love for music that everyone gets when they start producing i assume or Mm -hmm. yeah and you know you know and you just can't get away from the uh, just you're (laughs) everywhere you are you're thinking about producing blah 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 like oh my god oh my listening (laughs) to electronic music every day just oh that's how you make it clap sound like that and like yeah. little just little little things like and now these days i can't even listen to electronic music like not at not all more than no oh no just like not compared like i did i did from uh like opening my eyes to closing my eyes um <laughs> before berlin after berlin i didn't want bar of it for the first few months so i'll be dead set on a side yeah did, that's why i guess friction control was born um so easily because yeah just that gave me like a definitely a big spark um because all i had to do was sing (laughs) um (laughs) and write some lyrics um and i was working with a great musician who really yeah wrote all the music here and i would just literally sit there writing lyrics and yeah, we, I remember one night we made a demo in a night with friction control. Shit. Like, and yeah, in one night, like, and I'm sure you can hear that in the mixing of the. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, it's a, it's, it's not, uh, a, like a, a distant, distant thing that, uh, like Berlin has like put in front of me in electronic music it's more a respect for its time and place mm-hmm. you know um because i've always listened to all like very 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 wide genres of music um and yeah you know like um there's, a, there's this place for it man like yeah. I, I really I, I i i don't ever see myself listening to uh house techno or any electronic music from the morning till the night like unless i'm djing or something Mm. like definitely is in all my little playlists for work when i'm sitting on the mower or whatever like you know some electronics always in there but yeah it's not a hundred percent electronic (laughs) mixes uh 24 7 dj whippersnipper oh my god (laughs) like it's um yeah need, need, need some breathing air from the um that uh four four or just just the constant bait and yeah. mon- melodic yeah. bl- the, the melodicness of electronic music really um, can can burn can burn a hole in one's ear easily you I'd know? agree with that I'd agree with that
0: you actually um, you made a really funny um, insight about the comparisons between electronic music and punk uh, when I was talking to you before you said that essentially electronic and punk kids are all the same. They just go to different gigs and wear different clothes. Yep. Um, in some cases, they kind of wear the same
1: clothes. It's all just black. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. If you go to Burgle, on, you might as well just be <laughs> probably closer to a punk show there anyways. But, um, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's you know, definitely a wide statement. Like, it's not saying that, you know, we're all the same because yeah, that, yeah. that couldn't be further from the truth. It's more like standing back and like, I don't know, when I was seeing like- um, one of my favorite bands like ceremony play in um mm. berlin yes um you know i uh, nearly everyone i seen there i'd seen in a club before you right know, like or when i seen like Slipford mods or something in berlin everyone there looked like they would just go on straight to berghon afterwards anyways <laughs> like and, and and surely they did almost almost the whole crowd went from there to berghon when Slitford, uh ended um but and it's not, not being so narrow minded or anything like that. It's more about being so, uh, open minded and, um, you know, l- l- it's not much difference other than the music that's getting played. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we've all gone through what I, what I find like, uh, with people that are like heavily into like uh, electronic music or punk music or rock music is everyone goes through something to get to that place that they're at like you know where they're seeing the band where they're like sitting at home listening to the radio or listening to youtube everyone's got their own story to that's gotten them there Mm. and that's what i think brings us all close together is that our stories aren't really that far apart like and that's what makes us you know so close you know it's not the music we listen to it's the lives that we've lived and how we all interact (sighs) that that really touched my heart, actually. I,
0: I'm Shakespeare, mate. That made me feel fucking connected to the universe, man. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> That's all right, man. Thank you for asking that question. You, you know? you,
0: you've got a lot of deep thoughts. I, I really enjoy this about Thanks, you. Thanks, man. I wonder, for someone who is caught up in, you know, the need to fulfill the stereotype that a lot of Berliners have about Australia, um, going to Berlin and just starting up Narang recordings, uh. Also, you know, flying through your solo career as DJ Weber Snipper, I imagine that all the partying, all the gigging, and all the whatever else comes with either of those two things um, can really
1: catch up to you, and yeah. it sounds like it has. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, how do you get through that? I've had, I have had a lot of friends actually ask me that, you know, um, because, you know, when we all get to this age we sort of come to terms with our own mortality and mental health and um you know and it's not a stigma to be shared these stories anymore and i really really love that about people you you know people are really happy to tell their stories these day and age whereas Mm -hmm. you know like looking at my uh, parents you know like i definitely reckon in their Generation um, would have been a lot more stigmatized to for a thirty year old male to be crying to his best mate, you know, um, yeah. about a girl or something. So simple, um, where you know, um, I I think it's the connection with people that have kept me going. Um, yeah, and just realizing I'm not the only one out there that's lost a girl or no. lost a job or you know it's i guess with age comes a bit of dignity i don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know if that's the right way to put it but no yeah, I, think that's, I think that's accurate yeah. i think i think i'm sort of aging through the the stress like uh um in berlin i started to get gray hairs a lot quicker um Ooh. and that's when i was like oh wow I'm, i didn't even realize i was stressing but i think it was just the stress i was putting on my body because i uh, me- mentally i was i was on on the top of the world of course uh, yeah. <laughs> but then you know getting back to australia and the the world going from like a horse race compared to a turtle walk you know living in narang compared to living in berlin like i had two u-barn lines on the end of my street so it could be anywhere in minutes um wow. now oh my god i can't even walk to the bloody woolworths for example i can't like because uh, what what would i bring back it's like a half an hour walk oh jesus like, i could uh, i i well it'll probably be longer than that but uh, that's been that's been generous in the rank <laughs> um it was just like those little things like having to slow back down again that was that was when i sort of really came to terms with what i had been doing to my body was when i uh yeah got got back and slowed down um and yeah i still really well to, in a sense it was much before berlin that i um i yeah i'll i'll say i'd i'd say like after after melbourne was um you know would have been the the start of I would say, a bit of the deterioration to the mind and body. Mm, um, mm. But it's it's been a constant learning curve from those mid-20s up until, yeah, my uh, first year of the 30s. And I, f- I feel like, um, yeah, it's only going to get easier in some ways and harder in some ways. That's just life. But, um, yeah.
0: Would, no. would you say that you've become more
1: sure of yourself as you've finally hit the three zero? I'm more sure of my mortality. That's about it. <laughs> 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 like, and more sure that um, I need to be in the sauna more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, not, not definitely not more sure of myself. I think I question myself a little bit more now because it's more like, um, yeah, it's uh, trying to sort of assign my time in the right ways. Yeah. You know, things like that. It's uh, it's 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 always unsettling. Uh, well, to me, anyway, it's like trying to always be shifting. I never have, like, a nine-to-five week or something like that. Like, my emails are constantly going, Facebook, um, you know, uh, connecting with artists and stuff. Like, they're all worldwide. So, it's Mm. just a a literally twenty four seven job just Narang, which I'm so grateful that has- um, like it, it's presented itself in that way because, like we were saying, it was only meant to just be a humble little um, like band camp platform. And yeah. boom, we're almost on our fifteenth vinyl, and it'd be yeah, well over sixty, or well, be close to yeah seventy or something uh, releases, including the digital and the vinyls. So God damn. that in itself is yeah, quite a quite a taxing job on the on um, you know just the every every day mental strains i guess well
0: be be honest after six years of doing the ring, or almost six years now has there ever been a time where you were that close to just throwing it all away and just being like fuck this this is too much
1: yeah yeah definitely yeah for sure for sure just like um would have been yeah getting getting back to australia i was never never close to really throwing in the towel it's just that was the only time i've actually you know thought like fucking i'm deleting instagram facebook everything like, i just i just really needed that mental break yeah. um but i soldiered on through it and yeah i'm glad i did because at the end of the day like uh, i i would have been an ungrateful little brat if i didn't you know because i've been gifted so much like and, yeah, I, it's it's a blessing just to be able to, you know, do what I do every day. Yeah. It's, it's amazing.
0: I guess we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater.
1: Exactly. You know? Exactly.
0: There's one release that you made, I think it might have been just as you came back, that I was quite
1: interested in. Is it, uh, occasions, of maybe, right, occasions of Patience, That's right. Occasions of Patience, yeah. That's like... Um, just a culmination of tracks spanning well before Berlin, you know, back to, like, 2017. Um, Whoa, really? Yeah. To, they, they would have been, yeah, tracks from 2017 to 2020. And um, it was a, a friend of mine from Chile. Uh, he was just starting a record label and he, um yeah, wanted to know if I wanted to do an album. And I just thought, like to show him a lot of my older projects because, yeah, they were just sitting in my little private SoundCloud uh, section, um, not doing anything. And we ended up, yeah, uh, making a nice mix of bit of, uh, well, I'd like to say like 95% of that is pre-Berlin, mm-hmm. um, pre-2018 uh, uh, Whippersnipper. And then there's a few... few tracks sprinkled in there that i i think were made in berlin with like jaundice Um, yeah 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 like that we we were uh, making a fair few collabs over there he um moved over from nashville not long after i moved over so you know we were um just yeah well he he was already on Narang before we met and we met and just were hanging out every day and yeah he he like uh, was a good good driving force in Berlin kept me on on sort of the straight and narrow path when I was okay. getting a little getting a little bit lost over there yeah that was for sure The artwork on it is one of the, my
0: favorite artworks that I've seen it, It's obviously a depiction of you yeah, uh, yeah it brought up while I was looking at it a topic of conversation that tell me if you don't want to talk about this but yeah. um,
1: I know you've told me that you are quitting weed yeah point. yeah how is that going It's gone really well um yeah like it's definitely made my time management a lot more <laughs> cleaner yeah um it's uh, yeah there's nothing negative about it hey i really don't i really don't miss it like i've been on medical marijuana since i moved back from berlin and um you know it was amazing like mm. you know i won't lie i like getting high it's um, yeah it's a, it's a very big pastime of mine but I also think at the end of the day it uh, has had havoc with my mental health you know like always feeling behind the ball on time wise and stuff and you know it hasn't even been two weeks and I, I feel like a you know i feel younger and it's it's weird yeah do you
0: feel like your head's getting clearer because i yeah, know that
1: 100 percent. yeah if you smoke it every day you get pretty scat yeah a lot of the time. well yeah i was i can't do things in moderation so it's either <laughs> it's either quit or be the biggest stoner that you've ever met and i was um but when i was in berlin we you know i was out of the house a lot i'd only ever smoke weed at home and that's been a big thing of my i i don't really like to do it socially i don't really find anything social about it. it's Mm -hmm. always been a thing i've enjoyed to do by myself and like make music or just get high Um, (laughs) but you know it's yeah it's it's if anything it's just really made everything fall into place a lot easier um and especially in in the first year of my thirties, I'm glad that um, you know I could 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 do this because yeah, I felt uh, felt for a long time. I just didn't didn't want to quit weed or anything like that. But um, yeah, I just just made the move because I thought it would be good for the the mental strain and mm-hmm. uh, yeah i haven't looked back since and i doubt i really ever will to be honest yeah. i've i've had my have, i've had my fun with um all sorts of uh highs
0: <laughs> <laughs> do, do you feel yeah. like
1: um you
0: you might have leaned back into it uh when you came back to australia because not only were you needing to sort of forget about the fact that you were missing berlin but at the same time and correct me if i'm wrong here but you might have had a breakup um, having to come back over to Australia as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, luckily enough, the breakup happened before I decided to move back. So, it wasn't uh, a breakup due to the move, but it was like two weeks before I was like, oh, fuck this place, I'm going back to Australia. I'm assuming that was contributing to the decision. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, like I was- i was still smoking weed quite heavily in that relationship mm. but we were like always out of the house and stuff and then you know get back to narang and you i only leave to surf or go to the gym or work um and then when i didn't have my license it uh, spiraled into just not not surfing not going to the gym and work, just getting high yeah just getting high and like even like you yeah, know go, going to the gym is working out for you man i think it's just the way i'm sitting on the computer <laughs> but um that's also the fractures in my i've got fractures in my back so i have always yeah until before i moved to um berlin i was just wrestling with a mate on the beach yeah and we've fell the wrong way and just yeah I, uh, my back just like it literally bent the wrong way like oh bent the wrong way like hyper extended and i uh, compressed and fractured two discs So, uh, um that's uh Like, I'm going to physio tomorrow morning super early just because I'm constantly- um, In pain? Well, yeah, and in training to get out of the pain, you know. So, the pain was horrendous in Berlin and the minus five winters and stuff. Like, wow, Wow. it was bad. You
0: basically broke your fucking back,
1: man. Yeah, and then the cops bashed me and refractured it in Berlin because I was doing a bit of- um, bit of artwork on some walls. They bashed you for doing artwork? Yeah. What? Well, no, nah, well, graffiti on walls, but- No, yeah. I mean, I know, I know that, but even still- Yeah, no, I I got bashed a few times over there by cops. It was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> when they when they broke my back, I was so drunk, I was just laughing at them, because I knew that they would have to drop the charges oh. on me, because they fucked me up. Oh. They're just- I, they were like you australians your pieces are <laughs> shit you fucking you come in here and i don't wanna fucking keep trying with my shitty german accent <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they just were so angry that i was australian and tried to run away after they were like police, so and I just yeah, wow. I it was like a whole undercover squad that did me, and I just got flogged in the middle of like Rose and Sala Platz was just right in the middle of the city. Holy shit! So it was it was on camera and stuff, and um, yeah, they had to drop the charges because yeah, it didn't what I was doing didn't warrant getting flogged by cops and also breaking your fucking back at the same time as well. Jesus yeah. Christ! But that was like when I was first there. And then there was quite a few interactions uh, mm-hmm. with the uh, police over there, just because I, I just loved scribbling on shit over <laughs> there. It's um, you know, everything, everything's everything's got scribble on it. So I was just adding to the scribble. But uh-huh, uh-huh. a few, a few, few, few drunken nights, and you sort of forget where you're scribbling, and ah. then the then the cops are just punching you. Jeez, have you have you always been into graffiti? <laughs> um, yeah, well, since since like. Uh, high school, like I, I got into it, yeah. But you know, it's just nothing but trouble in Australia, really. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's not worth the mental strain. Like, I'll do some ble- legal walls and that, like, very, very rarely up here. But yeah, it's it's uh, that art form has really lost its appeal. Like, I agree, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that Narang
0: could ever survive without you?
1: Because it seems like you are in a ring. I really, really hope so. I hope it can um, because, you know, I'm not going to be around forever. Uh, like, I'm pretty sure everyone knows that. Yeah. So, there um, should be in a mental institution. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, I just- uh, I, I think it can survive without me because, yeah, I, I just- I know I'll find the right person to continue on this little- uh, legacy that I'm uh trying to build and leave behind on the label, you know. Mm. Um and I've I've got a lot of musicians in my family and they might not be electronic musicians, um but I know that they would carry the torch for me and uh, go off my directive if, you know, say the news i've got some cancer or something like that going on i just yeah would would uh i I think i would leave the label to my little um cousin he's like just turned 18 but um yeah i just know he would i know he would respect uh, what my wishes are for it even though he doesn't give a shit about (laughs) electronic music um you know i would make sure he had the right group of people to contact and yeah yeah i would just i would make sure it kept going uh i wouldn't expect it to be the same mm. because you know everything has its story and it's changed like and i wouldn't really want it to be the same after i've gone because you know it, it'd be kind of boring yeah yeah like and it would just be yeah it, it would just sort of take the fun out of things if mm. uh you the person that created it didn't need to be there to do it. Yeah. You know? That's true. And um, at least in the same fat in at least in the exact same fashions, you know? Yeah. Like, so I'd like to see some change to it for sure once I'm um, not running the label. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's uh, hopefully still some time from now. Uh, I'm sure you've got
0: at least a couple more decades
1: ahead of you i hope oh, so i hope so yeah. sir i hope so so long but, as you uh,
0: stop drinking and driving for fuck's yeah, sake well uh, no <laughs> I, uh, the,
1: i've, I've learned my lesson i just wish the cops would l- know that i've learned my lesson and <laughs> just l- you know let let me keep this license god damn it yeah. I, I, I have the breathalyzer in there anyway so not that i would but yeah. you know i, I can't but yeah, no, I think I think still got another, at least another couple of very strong years ahead of me. That's for sure. Good, good, good.
0: We might as well head into this mix quite soon because, by the way, I've I've listened to it again today, and uh, boy, am I glad that you've went and gone and done two hours for me because, uh, folks, if you don't know, you're about to know that Chris got into the zone so much while creating this mix that, despite me saying. Uh, 60 to 90 minutes he's gonna made 120 minutes so we are about to be treated to only unfortunately half of that but please be warned that the full mix will be uploaded tomorrow every two hours because it is beautifully beautifully curated thank you so much for doing this by the way that first 45 again the first 45 minutes i was like fucking hell my soul is about to break it is so sad thanks man (laughs) um, thanks but the but the last the last 45 again like i said that just threw me into a fucking frenzy i think you have so much uh not only in your music but in your personality you seem to have so much range you truly seem like someone that like you said your open mind has allowed you to experience and appreciate so many different experiences and not only experiences, but also emotions as well. And having that huge encyclopedia of experiences and emotions, uh, I can see how that has informed not only your original productions, but also the way that you conduct yourself with um, all these different projects that you're doing, how far Narang has come, all the relationships that you create as well, because I've only known you for at least maybe two hours of my life. (laughs) <laughs> and already yeah, yeah. I can see, already I can see how anybody that comes your way can consider you to be so close,
1: almost to the extent of being family. Thank you, man. Thank you. And that's what, you know, it's family, family comes first. That's like was the little motto that we had at Narang back at the start, and it's still there now, you know. Um, Hell yeah. We're a family, and yeah, like um that's the way I like to make people feel if. Um, You know, I respect them or even they haven't given me a reason not to respect them, let's say. Mm -hmm. I want them to feel like family because, um, you know, no one should be made to feel less than another person. Yes. No matter who who they are. Um, And that's one thing I've uh, grown up with in life is to treat everyone how you want to be treated yourself. And, um, yeah, I just really, really think that the whole family mentality is only going to bring everyone closer and it it does it's like uh, you know everyone I meet I feel like I'm um, friends for life like uh, mm. I, I don't really lose contact with uh, anyone it's yeah it's it, it's amazing like I was saying those friendships out to leave in Berlin it was sad you know but I got to come home to my friendships and I know I'll be back in Europe one day and you know um. I don't think my friends will forget me because yeah. uh, <laughs> they've let me know they haven't so far. So Good. you know, I I can't wait back to, well, I can't wait to get back and give them all a kiss. Can't wait to get down to Melbourne give you a kiss, mate. We'll
0: we'll have plenty of kisses, my friend. Plenty. of Thank kisses. Thank you, mate. Thank you so much for making the time to have a chat with me today. Uh, we've covered a lot, and I hope you've had fun during this interview.
1: I have, mate. I have. Uh, I'll I'll be honest. This is definitely. Um, I think one of the the freest I've ever been able to speak in an interview because it's always questions really directed at how people f- perceive me off just pictures and stuff. And it's, um, yeah, you've uh, really done your homework. Um, and I feel like, uh, yeah, like it's um, definitely given people an insight into you know who i actually am compared to who people assume i am you know Mm -hmm. um and i really thank you for that man
0: of course of course I, I, i couldn't be happier to get to know him people thanks for tuning in once again you've been listening to spinning around with hailey minogue on area 3000 playing dj whipper snipper right now boom boom excellent there we go